You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, guys, we've kept people waiting a while, so we wanted to we wanted to get in here. Uh-oh, bing, different camera. Um, we want to get started because we're in two OTs, um, and it's been, uh, we've kept some of you waiting. Uh, we're going to be joined by Sherrod and Bobby as well, but Joe Sway. Come on, John, be honest. You want to come in hot. That's what it is. You want the, you want the knee-jerk reaction. I'm, That's what I'm starting calm. <laughs> I'm going to start calm. You're not and then we'll get there. I don't know, man. I'm I, I'm more. Uh, it's like I, I've already reached the point of resignation. Um, <laughs> you know, like uh, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know. I really don't. Um, I thought I, you. I thought you would say is the classic. I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just, it's, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, it's just, again, it's like, you're going to keep getting mad at them for being who they are. This is who they are. I, you know, this is a, this is a really deeply flawed team. Um, and they don't seem to change uh, yeah. ever. Um, so I don't know. I'll let you get first bite at the apple here uh, on this. Oh, one. thanks, John. I yeah, appreciate please, it. Please have at it. I'm going to, I got, I'm going to ramp up. I'm going to ramp it up a little bit. <laughs> Well, no, I like I like that you said that because this is I think this is what you get, you know. And, and you have, of course have to credit the Wizards, you know. We have to credit these teams that are that I call yeah. Eastern Conference playoff teams, but you know, you, you expect the Celtics to sort of be the same throughout the course of an entire game. And I feel like yeah. toward the later half, we saw them just putting more effort toward, it. and that's what I mean by you know. I, I, you would say you're not disappointed. You're just, I mean, you're not mad. You're just disappointed because at the end of the day, the effort was there, but it was almost too little, too late. But it's it's frustrating and it's almost infuriating. I'm sure for Celtics fans because it's like if you just do these habits all throughout, most chances are we get a win out of this, right? I mean, Al Horford playing his butt off. Which, by the way, I don't think this team even goes into overtime without Al in that fourth quarter, right? Really quick, did Jalen Brown touch the ball in overtime? Didn't feel like it. It didn't seem like with the first the one second overtime. No. I don't think so. No. Yeah. He faded out. And even on that, again, we are going to keep harping on this. Get the ball. They wanted to get it to him at the end of overtime. He couldn't break away from his guy. I know that's annoying for sure. That's annoying for sure. But I like that. He may set him up at the end of that overtime though. You know, no, it's hard to gripe on that. Cause he had, a I good don't think night, you love but... the play John, but it was a really good look. And I'm, I didn't I'm love it. That opportunity. I didn't love two things. One, I was looking for a little more creativity on the ATO Two, I always want to see... throw something tricky out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I always want to see somebody going to the basket. 
uh, instead of the fall away. I think that's just such a lazy default. You're setting somebody up for, for you know, attack, attack. They don't have rim yeah. protectors. I wouldn't team. be shocked that it, I wouldn't be shocked that Jalen had an, had an option on that one though. You of know, course, it looked like he could have gone either way. But they set the guys up for the pull up. It's just what they do. Having but, a feel for the game is so important. And were shots falling at all tonight? How were they doing? No, at that's the, rim? the point. They, they were that's what thriving I don't inside. They were they thriving going in the room. History on the wrong side of history from behind the arc. So, yeah, right. So, I mean, I don't even know where to begin here. It's just, it was so, I mean, I know where I'm going to begin and end with a lot of it is um, Tate, Jason Tatum was maddeningly awful. Okay. There's bad shooting nights and there's what Tatum did tonight. This might've been the worst game of his And career. this is as bad as he gets because he just won't stop. Like he just, keeps doing it the same stuff the same like degree of difficulty forcing shots terrible around the rim again uh i don't think he passed once like he passed a couple times like in in trouble he just had tunnel vision all night and just was brutal i mean brutal turnovers he got bailed out by a couple foul calls too where he, he could have turned the ball over and put himself in tough spots it just he looked awful tonight and Sherrod you haven't had a chance yet so I, I don't want to make this a 30 minute Tatum bashing thing because I might if I if you guys let me go so I'm gonna let you go because you you look like you're calm said <laughs> app right uh, oh Sherrod we uh, can't hear you buddy check yeah. out that headset mic might not be hooked up through the audio little Janet Jackson situation you got going <laughs> <laughs> Miss Jackson, if you're not, no. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It wasn't the greatest. <laughs> it wasn't the greatest shooting night for Tatum. But at least he didn't get demonstrative, right? It was a bad everything night for Tatum. Hold on. At least, at um, least they didn't say, you know, I, I need to take the last shot here, you know? How about now? No. No. Still don't have you. Still don't so have you. You might have, you might have to leave and come back, but just double yeah. check. No good. No good. Technical difficulties with Sherrod. Yeah, you might have to leave and He'll go. He'll be right back. back. He'll be right back. We got time. We got time. I'll save the good stuff. Um, John, I was going to coach the Tatum thing tonight because, again, I know you were hitting it hard all game, but he lost it all in overtime, the double overtime especially, yeah, the way he, he wasted worse. possessions down the stretch. Yeah. I know everyone's going to talk about the call, but you just there's just no excuse for some of those turnovers to end each portion of the game the way the Celtics – just completely boggled possession. <laughs> yeah. Shrub, we'll try it again. Can Third you hear time? me guys now? Yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah, there, you are. there we go. There Your we face go. isn't moving, but we can hear you. No, yeah, I see him now. Okay, okay good, now. good, good. good. Movement. I wasn't going to mention this, that. How's that for movement? They, look, bottom line, they sucked ass as a team. This was, <laughs> this was bad. This was a I'm really. I'm not going that far. <laughs> oh, I will. Because here's the thing. That's not far to go. This was a bad game. The Wizards played an oh, awful game. The Wizards were dead tired the in Wizards this game. Played all, the Wizards were like, can you yeah. guys please win this? And, and, and here's and the thing. When, when you play the Wizards, and I don't know why people don't continue to go to this well because it's there. Montrez is not trying to guard anybody. Mm-hmm. He's not. And, and, and when you made your run – you were creating mismatches where you had Tatum or Brown or whoever you want to take a shot matched up with him. And yet you kind of went away from that in, in, in that first overtime. And I don't understand that. He's literally the worst defender on the floor. 
and you're literally having a night where you're struggling to get shots to go down. Why would you not continue to go at the one guy who you know you're going to get a good shot off against on a night when you're having trouble making shots as a whole? This was, again, there are games like this that makes you wonder, you know, what what are they seeing that we're not seeing? Um, what are they thinking that we're not thinking? Because I don't think I don't think it's that complicated. If there's a guy that can't defend, you're having trouble getting shots. Go at his ass. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. That's and, and and you think about from the Wizards' standpoint, they realized that they had more youth and athleticism almost everywhere on the floor, so they try to go at Al. And Al at the rim, Al did a great job. But when you take him away from the rim, attack him off the dribble, completely different game. Yeah, I, they never the adjusted to the game. They never made the, the necessary adjustments to attack the mismatches that played heavily in their favor. Now, was there fun. wasn't a great feel for the game from anyone. I'm not going to hammer Ime. I know the fans are loving that right now, but I didn't think he had a great game coaching wise. I, the, the guy you look at in terms of just managing the team on the floor tonight is Tatum. He's the point guard, smarts out. He's not even in the picture. You give a few sets to Richardson. Brown does his fast break stuff and gets a few looks in the half court, but ball control was almost 100% on Tatum tonight, and that's what they squandered. They squandered leads. They squandered possession management in the third stri- three straight closing sequences to the game, and ball control. There's just no excuse for that, especially when you have leads in these games. They settled for jumpers with the six-point lead in overtime. The offensive approach down the stretch was just horrible, and it's inexcusable because they generate great looks all night. Even through the 0-23-point start, they had quality looks on those. They were getting in the basket again and again. It felt like when they didn't score and they stalled down the stretch of this game, it was just a lack of focus and a complete just, I guess – comfort with where they were at like it's like oh it's over we're up six in overtime it's good and then within two minutes we're in no double overtime it's just there's a comfort this team builds you saw every run they went on the wizards responded with like five six points of their own the peaks and valleys of effort and focus with this team are just unreal and you know i there's no one else to look at tonight but tatum there really isn't that's the thing is like you know this has been building for me for a bit and like I'm start, I'm extremely frustrated with Tatum's game because I don't. It's it's it. Tatum is a microcosm of everything that we look at with the Celtics, which is continuing to ask them to change and to be different. When I don't know that it's possible. Like this is Jason Tatum. This is who he is. This is what he does. He has his nights where he lights it up and a bunch of things go in, and you know, and this and that. But at the end of the day, you have a guy who is not great around the rim takes a ton of contested twos, but does not have a great um, a great uh, uh, success rate doing so. And his three-point percentage continues to decline. And this year, it's been brutally bad. So um, right now, he's, he's not scoring well at any level. But on top of that, he's just dribble, dribble, dribble with his head down and tunnel vision. So he's not looking to make plays either. He's killing you right now. Like it, I, I, when it falls, it's great. And he's your savior. And you're like, that's the guy. But he is brutally bad right now. Like you said, you have one really good game, three, two clunker. I mean, two disgustingly bad games, you know, and I think two. Okay. Um, for your best player, 20% is not good enough. It's not. No. The, it's, the it's, bad games have the average games have to be the bad games. He can't be having games like this, you know, once every three nights. It's it's unacceptable. 
Garden Report is brought to you, as always, by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag, use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. A new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Once again, use the code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. From football to basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Once again, Bet Online, where the game starts. Use the code CLNS50 for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Right. This game is, I think, a reminder for all of us of just how important it is to have someone who can manage the game, not your best player, not your best scorer, not guard, your maybe? best rebounder. I think that's the story of the can, season so far. Who can manage the game. That's what they, that is, and, and I, and to me that eventually right now it, it's, everything is obviously in, in a state of influx with this team, but that's to me is Brad's number one priority between now and a trade deadline is figuring out either someone on your roster who can manage the game or go out and get someone who can manage the game because you don't have anyone on the roster that can do that at high enough level that you can win. This is a game where if you had a point guard who did nothing, but just simply make sure you get the ball to the right spots at the right time, they win this thing by seven, even though they shot like crap for three points, they still win this game. But right now you're asking your best player Tatum to be your game manager. And he's not. And then you look at Schroeder who again, good numbers, but when, it's time to make that big shot in the stretch because I thought he had he had a pretty decent look that he passed up in that second overtime that ultimately, you know, Jalen got stripped at the very end. I thought he had a great look at a three ball that he decided to pass up. Managing the game, managing your that role. That was baffling. And this was just – it was just one of those games where, again, whatever this team is lacking, games like this magnify that. They've got great talent with Tatum and Brown. But who the hell is going to make sure all the ingredients come together the way they're supposed to? That's fine. That. That, th- there's no doubt. Not, uh, in a, I was talking about this with someone else uh, offline as well. Right now, you know, the lack of a point guard is so glaring on this team. The roster is a mess. It, it is, is so glaring. The there is no one to set it up for you, right? You're right. You've got Tatum and Brown who are guys who can't be the primary ball handlers in a half-court offensive set. They got to get – you got to have guys who are finding the right guy at the right time in the right situation because otherwise you have no choice but my, my my ball, your ball, my shot, your shot. That's what it's going to be when you just have point guards who cross half court, give it up, and get the F out of the way. It just doesn't work, yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's a massive, massive problem on the team. However, is that we – are, we have now added yet another thing to the list of things that – 
we have failed the Jays with, okay? There's just nothing you can do right for these guys. There was too much talent at one point, and Kyrie was too mean. And then there were too many wings, and Brad was playing Gordon too much. And then Brad is too whatever. So we need a new coach who can relate to them. And now they've got that, and now this guy is running defense that they don't understand. And, like, there's so many things. Like, at what point do you just say, okay, guys, what do you need? Like what? What is it going to take? What is it going to take? Yeah, but I think that's the part of that. I think that's it's the part. It's exhausting making excuses Tatum's for these guys. Though. I'm exhausted just listening to you talk about it, John. <laughs> it's exhausting. But no, I think both part of his evolution, though. He's got to he's got to learn to to take care of the game, or at least control the tempo of the game and 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 lead. Especially when when Marcus Smart is not available, when he's not out there, he's got to be that point forward. And I think that he's getting he's better at that. Too, which is getting little by little, right he's getting better than that. Who like, is? Tatum, I feel like a season no. ago, a no. season ago, he would have been chucking throughout the entire overtime. Oh, not Joe Sway sounds like me tonight. <laughs> and then, and then at the end of the game, too, doing what he's supposed to do, he goes inside, and the referees come, come on that that call reversal. That was going that was both the right ways, call. Though. Wasn't that going both ways tonight? I thought so. Yeah, no, no, no. The no calls were going no way. We're going that way. But oh, right, the thanks. calls though, once they make that call, I was making shot. it up. I could not believe that they reversed that call. That was unbelievable. Yeah, I couldn't believe that either. But then you I mean, go his out. approach was there. But again, it's like what you said, John. It's just the the finishing. You know, finishing around the rim or lack thereof, or or you know, setting guys up. The, the, I mean, the thing that I go back to with the whole game, game management, part, thing. and, and again, game. this is the, the whole game management thing. It comes down to recognizing where the ball goes in key moments. Like Jalen Brown had, I thought was pretty damn good. And yet you didn't get the sense that they were trying to work the ball to Jalen in either of the overtime periods, which to me is maddening because, again, we've all seen enough basketball. We've played enough basketball to know that when one guy kind of has it going a little bit more than the rest, as you get closer to the end of the game, that's who you go to. It's not that complicated. And yet we seem to be having this Groundhog's Day moment with this team that's for whatever reason, struggles to understand. Keep Feeding the beast that is feeding you. That was Jalen Brown. He was the best player on the floor, I thought, tonight. Jalen Brown had a single shot attempt in the two overtimes. One. Inexcusable. One. And and here's the thing. And honestly, I don't think he touched the ball more than three or four times. The only time I remember him touching an OT was at the very end where they give him the ball with like two seconds of play because, you know, Schroeder passed up a shot. And Tatum kicked it to Schroeder when he probably should have attacked on his own. That's it. The frustrating thing, too, is even if Marcus Smart's out there, it's probably not different. And that's when you start to think about where this roster is going to go before long. Uh, there's a real chance this roster is going to need a significant structural shakeup this year. Because Sorry, the two assets- shots for Jalen. Two shots for Jalen. Sorry about that. Yeah, I yeah. thought he had one in the first. over. Or a three-point attempt in the first yeah. and a missed layup in the second, yeah. Yeah, so not enough, not enough, and that's just something that happens over and over again. And to your credit, Josue, I'll give it to you, he's gotten better as a passer, he's gotten better at spreading the ball around to guys throughout the course of the game. But that's that's different from managing the game, especially in key moments. And key moments is where he really seems to struggle in this regard. It, it like it just kind of breaks down, moves too fast, or he's thinking too much about getting his own shot in those spots, which might have been the issue down the stretch of this one too, because he missed a ton of shots down the stretch of double overtime there. Can we mention the frustration with the officials too? Because he may 
talked about this pregame. He's talked about it every single day, all season. They're talking about it behind the scenes. They had a come to Jesus moment again after the last game. The complaining. It's just never going to end. 6-4 in the first quarter. Tatum in the post. By the way, as a side note, Tatum and Brown should be working in the post all the time. I don't understand why Tatum should do a lot of his ISO work in the post instead of, instead of up high uh, because he can shoot up and over people from closer range. But um, they were, they were trying to get into the post a little bit early, but Tatum got a ball, got, got one in the post, uh, went up and under missed it right away at six, four throws his hands up. And he's that way all the way down the court. This he is what have, I wrote about. He must've complained 40. He must've complained. He, he complained as many times as he missed shots tonight. He's he must ignoring Ime. Ime is saying every single day. I don't want to see that. And then six to four, first friggin' three minutes of the game, first thing that doesn't go his way, like this. And Not then back it up one, the John. court. Huh? The, the, the foul on Harrell in overtime that put Washington within two. Sure, the double block. Almost gets a tech. Almost gets a tech. Almost got a play. tech. He, if the refs wanted to, they could have teed him up two or three times tonight for sure. Because he did, he did the the swat away at the call thing, and refs Twice. don't like that. Yes, refs hate that. The hate no that, way, you know, like get yeah. that shit out of here. Yeah. They hate that, and he got that away like, with it. Automatic it's so dismissive. Tech. He she got did. away with it. He's yeah. gotten away with That's it a few times. He has two texts this season. You could have about five or six easy right now. Easy. It's in the Bobby, to your point, not only are they not listening to him, it's like they ratcheted it up. You know, like it's become an even it's everybody, even Al, Al's a leader. Yeah. Al was barking it's just, at the rest. It's quick now. It's just not, it's not as drawn out. It's just a quick reaction. And then they keep, they keep it moving. Uh, it's uh, we'll I'll give this one a shot. That's not bad. Cloud. But I was the one that was keeping this team in it. I mean, this thing doesn't even go into overtime without his blocks. I mean, it's turning into Matumbo out there. But he did some good things. But Joe Sway, thirteen on the season. Though, but right? Washington made an adjustment. Rather than attacking out the rim, they backed the hell up and attacked him right. off the dribble. That. My only concern with Al too this year. What's that? My only concern with Al too. Posting up around the basket, getting his shot off. He's, he's really like not it. the same in that regard. Don't that was like something it. he could do in his sleep in 2017, he, 18. Yeah, he doesn't get the put same. Spencer Dinwiddie on his ass and yeah. you know, down the stretch and missed the layup. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's a great that's point, They started shielding him off. That's not. Yeah. His touch yeah, around the rim, a, you look statistically, it's it's fallen off the map since this last Boston stint. That's the one area where he's not quite the same. And it's got to be taken into consideration with the way you call things. Ime was leaning on that. That's actually the area, if we're going to hit on Ime, where I had some issues with him calling those plays out down the stretch, especially against a physical guy like Harold. <laughs> going right at him one-on-one in that spot wasn't the great greatest move in the world for me. And No, you, you get your wings switched out on, on Harold and then attack. That's that's where yeah. your offense can come from. Because they're not going to get – and when he left the game, they had no rim protectors. So mm-hmm. – Attacking the rim should have been like the number one, two, and three priority. Yet they had some trouble getting by Denny and Davis Bertans, and they want to happen. Unreal! That's not like a good. That sign. was a big. That was a big break for them that get well, those guys in the game. Here's the thing. Again, you know, people who are saying, "Okay, guys, three overtime games, couple of them go in the other direction, and they're four and two instead of two and four. Would you be this down on this team? I think still yes. Uh, Cause I don't think any of these issues change things. Um, 
You know, I, I really don't. I think that we, we there was a fool's gold situation last year with an eight and three start, even though you could see a lot of problems with that team. They did that through a double big stretch that we all freaking hated, but they were winning those games. And there was a lot of stuff where like, ah, this doesn't look great. And then it came back. So I, you know, I know some people out there will be like, oh, you know, reverse the records here and it's a different story. It's just like I said, all of these problems that we're seeing right now. I don't know how they get fixed. Sherrod pointed out the point guard Tatum Brown coming in and out, you know, some games on not just in and out from game to game in and out within a game, you know, be the best player on the court for 10 minutes and then be invisible for another 10 minutes. Those don't understand how that happens. I just don't get how that happens. Yeah, think, Especially think, when you're playing a team that doesn't exactly make an adjustment yeah. to that. It's not like what, Oh, Jalen, we've got to do X, Y, Z, one, two, three. They didn't do anything different. Nothing. And the then, only difference with that, he was just wasn't getting the ball. Tatum is infuriating and just getting uh, – he's getting worse, not better. That's the problem with Tatum is uh, his game's going in the wrong direction right now. It's wrong direction in a lot of different ways. And so I, I, I just don't know at this point. Like, And a lot of it feels like choice. But um, – you know, and the, it's just a lot of these things are going to be hard to fix. Will they get Eme switching system? Maybe. Will the effort ratchet up? I hope. You know, like this didn't look like a low effort game. This just looked like a sloppy, yeah. out of focus game. You know. But I think the reason you feel that way is because you're comparing it to last season. You know, like like the reason you feel, regardless of the record, it's just the eye test for you that you're not liking is because you're comparing this team's effort to what we saw last year and a lot of those same habits and those same, you know, they're regressing back to those. The, that's that sort of effort and, and you look at this game and you're like oh okay the, the effort was there but it was the execution that you're disappointed in because again you're comparing it to last season and you're wanting to see tremendous strides out of Tatum especially you know and we just haven't seen it yet you know even though it's only six games in but it's regardless of the record though I'm with you it's, it's just about how they look you know as a team as a cohesive unit he'll have you, that you, stretch you, too Josue new, new coach yeah Josue he's gonna have that stretch too where he goes like He's going to have a stretch where he's like lights it up and everybody like, goes oh. off. Yeah. You know, you look at the players right now, even if he hasn't done the best job in the world, I just can't We're five, six games now into a new tenure. He's got some clear philosophies. He's trying to implement. He clearly has a track record of success in this league. I'm not saying he's the next Popovich in this position, but the amount of fixation on his every move, when it's clear that the execution and the, players and the personnel to some degree I'm getting really frustrated with now at this point in the season like I just can't he may so far down the list of concerns for me right now. it is well, we ha- go ahead he, he, he is but you know we can't pretend as if he is doing a spectacular job no he's no he's not he has to get better and and that's I, I think for fans it's like the coach has to get better. The players have to get better. Which is the bigger issue right now? Is it them not executing his vision or is his vision flawed? Uh, like the whole switching. Depends on how you feel about the switching. It really I, does. You, yeah. I've, I've been on the record from day one saying I hate it. Uh, just I don't like I it either. It gives your is that why you asking not about it, defenders an out. It, it, it lets the easy. other team choose what match the matchups you got Beal on you got Grant on Beal you know like that's wrong yeah, that's bad it puts you in a position where you're being reactive instead of proactive yeah, when you're it. switching everything and I I personally don't like that but again I'm I was willing to give this a shot and just see if this works so far we're what what six games into it and I I think it's fair to say it's not working and record-wise, well, that, you know, we're, we're all disappointed, and, and certainly fans are disappointed that they're 2-4. and four. But remember, this is the same start that Brad Stevens got off to when he took over. 
Um, this is a so problem with that surprise. Much different time, Sharad. But, but this is a problem when you have a coach who has a system and a thing that he does versus a coach who comes in and says, look at my personnel, here's what I want to do. I hate that. And to use like a football comparison, you know, one of the reasons Bill Belichick's successful all the time is because he would change his, you know, change what he does, not only season week to week, but season to season. We are exactly. a strong, we're a power running team. We're going to run. We don't have wide receivers. We got quick guys in the middle of the field and tight ends we're going to play it here we're going to do this we're going to do that i i don't have a pass rush but i got a ton of corners so we're just going to drop back in coverage and whatever like that's it like it, it would always change depending on personnel it's not a good but you play, play other guys who are like i run a three four it didn't matter who was on the team and that's what disturbs me about switching he, everything because the I shit out of those have, guys you have guys who can defend well enough to where you don't have to do that you don't have to play that style of defense and be successful. I think Schroeder is a, is a decent defender. Richardson, decent defender. Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Tatum. Those guys are not horrific defenders. And yet when you're switching everything, you know that you now have the option of not locking in on your guy because your teammate is gonna is supposed to be there. And yeah, then if your teammate yeah, is still <laughs> It falls in line with the with the philosophy, though. I think that's what it is, Shirai. It falls in line to the accountability, and everyone's got each other's back. Have your own back. going to be a weak link, have right? Your own back. If you no, can I'm have 100% your own back, with how the hell is your team going to have your back? If you are letting your yeah, guy just but, just trawl through the through the oops, through the lane without sure resistance, why should I be feeling like, damn, I got to back, I got to have Joe Sway's back because Joe Sway's not doing his part to stick with his man. That's why I hate the switching. Well, you put the like that. It allows you and out to not be your be as Brad likes to call it the best version of yourself defensively. You we, don't we have had, to be the yeah, best version when you're switching everything because we, your teammates got your back. We had this discussion in the playoffs <laughs> too, when Tristan Thompson was on hard in every play and I get the frustration. It just, it's kind of the like name of the league now. Everywhere you look, everybody does it, and it's just to kind of keep everything in front of you. And I think what we've seen with Ime, and I think Joe Sway was kind of getting at this too, is like they want to hammer it down. They want to become connected in it. They want to master it. And you're just not seeing the attention to detail. And I don't even think it's a personnel thing. Like Robin Horford have done a pretty good job adjusting to it. It's other guys who are getting lost who – you know, aren't getting over screens, which is just inexcusable. Well, they continue well, to Why give should up. I get over screens? We're switching everything. I don't need to do that. <laughs> well, right. Sherrod, let me ask you this. Sherrod, I mean, you've been around, obviously, a ton of teams, ton of, you know, coaches, situations, coaching switches, X, Y, and Z. How long till the players uh, – lose faith and i'm not saying lose faith outwardly where they start to gripe about it and it becomes an obvious thing but how long till they start to think like does this guy know what he's doing because again no offense how long bobby, they, I, they start calling Brad. i know no no offense bobby you did say he has a track record the reality is he has no track record that's the problem an assistant. Oh, and john i was gonna let that slide <laughs> as an assistant the rea- but that's what i mean it's like life is totally different 12 inches to the right you know like it is a you know when your butt is 12 inches over to the other side and you're in the coach's chair it's a the assistant gets to be your buddy he you get to he's closer to the players than he is the coach you know he's he's there for you you know he's not that mean old grumpy guy who makes you do all that stuff it's different you know he's just got to follow what the coach says but there's no pressure what assistant has any pressure on them there's zero pressure being an assistant it's it's a great gig 
this is hard. Like it's up to me and I got to fix it and I got to put this new thing together. And it's my first gig and expectations here are really freaking high. And it starts with everybody not doing what you want to do, not listening to the things you've told them are most important to you and a two and four record. And all of a sudden you wonder at what point, like it's, it, it spirals out of control for him because, you know, I mean, coaches can survive Rocky starts, but if you if you're a rookie coach and you lose the faith of people and you lose the faith of your players, it can get away really quick. Like, look what I mean. What who am I thinking of? The the, the guy LeBron killed in Cleveland, um, who he sent to he sent to Israel again. Uh, David <laughs> David That that guy's career. That guy's career lasted thirty something games. Get and everyone's the like NBA Finals canned. <laughs> Three months later, geez. yeah, they were in first anyway. place when he got the axe, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. blat. Anyway, but just, it can get away quick. All right, guys, take a quick time out. We want to tell you about one of our sponsors, uh, which of course is Insa Dispensaries. Uh, we're going to talk about it. It's one of Massachusetts' premier cannabis dispensaries. It's Insa, I N S A. Uh, their founders, Pat and Pete, they re engineered the cannabis model uh, from what they sell to how they sell it. Uh, never forget, it is for everyone, and that's what they do. Uh, Insta dispensaries are inviting, they're modern. Come in and learn about learn more about it. The staff, their authorities on the science answer every question. Difference between the flowers and the concentrates, your edibles, whatever have you. Uh, World class head chef, too. Only the most respected growers. Uh, and where can you find these fine uh, establishments? Well, there are. Uh, oh, also, it's local. I do want to point out the VC. It's not a couple of Silicon Valley VCs. Uh, these are people from Springfield, Mass. They have mm -hmm. uh, dispensaries in Salem, uh, you know, three. as far as people here in the Boston area or out west, East Hampton, uh, or two Springfield locations. Uh, one of them is uh, just off I 91 uh, next to the MGM Casino. So, uh, what Downtown. you do? Spot. That's a great spot. Yeah, yo, Damn, that's a good it's spot. It's a party out there, bro. That was my college stomping grounds, man. That's a that nice is, place oh, to go Joe on the way. Hitting the time machine. Oh, damn. Yeah, there was no <laughs> casino back then, though. No casino. Yeah, yeah, it's for the best for you. Go check yeah. out the Hall of Fame, <laughs> Hall of Fame Casino, oh, Fame a little pit stop at yeah, a little Insta pit stop on the way to uh, the craps table. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so we got we, we're rocking we're rocking the shirts here. Yeah, has got it too. That's a good one. Absolutely. I keep. I, I just got some. Memo. I keep thinking that thing's a sticker. Just way every time I put that T-shirt on, I keep trying to. I know. Peel it I know. Off, right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's throwing like, me over. I like and over the uh, the collar. Like. It. Yeah. So what you do, just if I you like want, that. here's here's what we'll give you when you do go to an Insta dispensary. If you go to any Insta dispensary, you mentioned that the Garden Report sent you. Uh, they will give you these T-shirts that we're wearing. One, they might give you five of them. They gave me like. Yeah. I got, I got, I got like a six pack of T-shirts. They give you the T-shirt. I They'll give you the t-shirt for a penny, okay? Which is a cool little thing. So you get a you get basically a free tea just to go in, say garden report. You don't even have to buy anything, but while you're there, check it out, see what they have to offer. Uh Insta Dispensary Salem, two in Springfield, one in East Hampton. Mention the garden report sent you, get a t-shirt for a penny. Why not, right? Penny, get a little uh, you know, extracurriculars for twenty dollars and one penny. So it's like the best of both worlds. You, get, you walk out of there with a shirt and and something to do. I with. got this and this for yeah. twenty and a penny. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Not bad. Twenty and a penny, everybody. <laughs> Love the smell too. One of the best smells. I bet you do, Bob. I bet you do. <laughs> Bobby, do you need to get a room for you and your Insta products? 
Bobby's room. Oh, something tells me Bobby's yeah, Bobby, room smells like Insta. Well, yeah, Bobby <laughs> just has flour that he doesn't smoke. He just has it for the smell. I just, yeah, I yeah. just spread it around my room. Like my candle. bacon, hot coffee in the morning. Bobby, yeah. that's not full right? Yeah. You better mm-hmm. spark that thing up. Yeah. <laughs> I love the smell. Uh, check, like I said, check it out. Tell him the garden report sent you. So I don't know, Sharon. What do you no... think? Like, is he may? Is he may? Not in jeopardy, but. Uh, should, not, we, should we no, be worried? He's not in any type of jeopardy at all. That that that. I mean, if anyone's thinking that, you're you're way you're you're just way off the reservation. Trying to blad him. The, the bigger the Look bigger him. issue for Ime <laughs> and John pointed out is at what point are players going to just? I think what you'll start seeing is players will just be real low key in their post game and pre game interviews about well, you know, maybe you know it's they would make some kind of real kind of throwing shade at the fact that they're switching everything. Maybe we need to just stay with our men a little bit better, and maybe we need to do things like that. That, I think, is going to start happening. Uh, and if I had to pick, like, one player who would probably get that ball rolling, and you you probably won't see this coming, it'd be Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson, yeah. I, I, think, say. I think that is absolutely in his DNA to do that. And he and <laughs> like, what do you guys think about the, this? Yeah. I'm the new guy, so I'm just trying yeah, to go man. along with what they're doing. But I just know that. This isn't really what I do. I mean, this is yeah. when I was in Miami. We really didn't do this. We, I think you're going to start seeing some of that at some point, unless they figure this thing out, because they have guys who can defend well enough where you don't need to switch everything. You, it, it's it's, yeah, we it's did just, that it's back in the day. for me to watch them play, seeing guys give piss poor effort to stay with their men because they know my teammates got it. I understand the need for accountability. When it becomes a crutch, which I think when you're playing, when you're switching everything, I think it becomes a crutch defense because again, you are in a reactive mode to what the other team's doing, which means that they've got you where they want you. You're responding to what they're doing as opposed to you dictating the action. That's there's no doubt about it. That that's definitely an issue. I will say to, to their defense though tonight, uh, this was a this was a much better effort game. Um, yeah. Than last game, a lot of good things happened. This, this was an execution game, and again, uh, I mean, not just execution. You're, I mean, they literally shut it down after being up six in that OT, and yeah. that that it was brutal from there on out. I mean, just brutal. Uh, so the ex, the late game execution. I don't know if that's something you're putting on Ime, focus these guys into better positions, but they're just throwing away possessions in overtime there uh, with no plan, no semblance of anything. It was really uh, pretty grisly, but you're right. There are positives. Al Horford was great. This was Richardson's best game. Clearly, um, clearly as a Celtic. Huh? They found a way to utilize them. Better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Better. So there was, there's definitely some things that you can draw upon and say, that's not bad. And look, you want to put a bright side on these things. This is a historically bad three-point shooting performance. Um, they'll never, uh, they'll never shoot this poorly in a game ever again. You went to double overtime on the road. You went to yeah. double overtime on the road. You're never gonna. I mean, literally, if you make, they were what two for twenty-six. You make five, four three-pointers, and this game's a blowout. Five. You know, it's you know. Yeah. That's and never going to happen. Some of these things are unsustainable. From, yeah. Both of those came from Pritchard, and it came at a time when they really needed him. I felt like it was one of those, like, hey, this game's going to get away from you if you guys don't get at least two consecutive defensive stops and, and at least score once on the other end. Like, it, it wasn't almost – it was almost as if they were trading baskets throughout this throughout that stretch, but they couldn't 
put together the kind of run that that put them in the, the, the situation to, to win the game, you know, and freeze, they, they went a long way. They had so many different moments throughout the game where you felt that they were like one stop or one basket away from just putting this thing away, sealing the deal. Two, and they three couldn't minutes do it. Of consistent play. Yeah, that's all they really needed yeah. to go that's on like a big run through this that's game. That's it. Couldn't yeah. do it. Couldn't do it. This is why I have such a hard time looking at the coach and the schemes and that kind of stuff because you can't do that keeps, yet. Yes, it just keeps no, going we, back. We to don't the, have. There's just not enough of a sample size to really start getting to that too much. And it's yeah, too and far down the list because, like I said, is you're going to build in growing pains for a coach with a new team. You're going to build in growing pains for a new system. <laughs> so you can't you can't throw that out immediately. But you can't account for you can't abide by lack of effort you can't abide by you know hero ball or the stars not passing it or you know uh you know one game on one game off like that stuff just doesn't work you know like you there's some stuff there that just you can't have um so yeah no i'm with you bobby i think the email stuff is it is strange where it does feel like there is a small faction I think everything is impacting each other. Trying to point a little at yeah. I I think everything we bring up is valid. The only thing I'm going to harp on much more to continue what you were just talking about is that shooting. Like, these aren't bad shooting nights. This one was extreme, almost going the whole regulation without making a three. But the shooting on the roster is this bad. Like, they do not have guys who can space the floor off the ball on this roster. Horford's off to a... Brutal start. I think he's one of twelve at this point yep. in the year. Um, Schroeder had a nice little run tope in the year, and then he fell off the map tonight in that regard. Grant with the air ball after his scorching start. They were relying on Parker for three point shooting to open this year, and you know we kind of know who Josh Richardson is in that regard. I think so. Like you just look everywhere with off ball shooters on this team. They don't have reliable guys, so I do understand why fans are looking at. Smith and I've certainly looked at Pritchard in that regard who came in and gave them a boost here. Uh, but like, it's not like they're going to come in and just provide all your spacing. On the regulars on this roster, they don't have enough guys to fill the three-point sheet the way you need to in the game today. And that is that can be uh, just completely undermining factor in the way you build your team because teams are going to nail threes all day long. They're so lucky that threes are kind of down the start this year and teams haven't gotten off to a good footing in that regard because they'd be so behind the curve if that was happening and they weren't getting the Grant Parker type three Schroeder. Well, it's not going to be like this all year long, Bobby, so <clears throat> they better, better get going. I don't know if they're going to. I just The guys who are on this roster who play consistently – and like that, there's not a strong case to play Neesmith over Richardson yet. There's not a strong case to play Pritchard over Smart, Schroeder, and those types. So you can't just pigeonhole those guys in the lineups to try to create some spacing. So I don't know what you do. Well, you here's maybe what have we to make a move. I think people forget stuff really quickly. Like when the offseason started, there were no trades. Uh, you sold away your first round draft pick to basically to get rid of Kemba Walker and every single thing that you did pointed to not really looking to improve this team in any meaningful way, but preserving or what this season, holding on to cap space and holding on to some level of flexibility. Okay. Mm -hmm. That that's was the approach. Like they told you, they telegraphed, we don't actually, we're not actually really trying to win this year. Not in, not, you know, it's the worst part about that too. Yeah. 
they have no flexibility. And they don't. Then I'm they sign the extensions, right? They don't have any flexibility to make moves I, I, until like I, January. I don't really know because then they started signing extensions and we're like, oh, so I guess not saving cap space. So it's hard to fathom what exactly was going on. But they basically said, we're not really going to spend deep into the cap here. We're not going to uh, try to make any big splashy moves. We're just holding the line and see what happens down the road. This is a kick the can down the road season. They filled it with veteran people who were going to give you better efforts overall. They thought than what you were getting last year from your semi ogelays and this and that. So you get your, you got lucky with Schroeder who ended up sitting there on the scrap heap when all was said and done, you made your Richardson move. That's it. This team was not built to be a contender. And I think people lost focus of that for whatever reason. Yeah, but when you think back to that again, and that Brad's first season was that was kind of the fo- the focus. I mean, you had guys like freaking Jared Bayless on the squad, Keith Bogans was on the squad. I mean, guys, yeah. that, Joel Anthony, those guys were not but long, were not in for the long haul. They were to get you through that 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 bridge season. But the problem yeah. that I think most fans are having with this group that wasn't that's a little different than that first one that Brad has was one. These guys are more talented, first and foremost. And number two, these guys aren't playing with that consistent effort that you have to have when you know damn well that your roster is not as good as the top two, three, four teams out there. And that's really why this team has been so hard for a lot of us to deal with in stomach because the identity is not the identity that you should have when you know damn well you're not on the same level as, you know, a Milwaukee or a Brooklyn or teams that are legitimately yeah, on paper and in reality, title contenders, you're not that team. So if you're two. not that team, the only thing that you can control is how hard you play. And these guys don't bring it. Can you believe that? Yeah, those are two, those are two very different situations though, right? Like those are two very different. Like one is re- one was rebuilding the team. This, I feel like this year is rebuilding Tatum and Brown, right? They're rebuilding the, the leaders, the, the all-stars of the team. They were there never, all stars. you can't re- it's rebuilding the cap sheet in a way too. the medium contracts and it really doesn't matter who it is. It's the yeah, numbers. That and, too. But it's yeah. about, can they make the pieces around them better? And we can't say the pieces around them aren't better compared to last year. I think they are. I think they are too. Can you believe that this that team my- peaked in 2017 on the Isaiah Thomas year? Like that's the glory days. That's as 18. good as it gets. It was sixteen. Getting within 17. one win. Getting within one win. In, in, in a few years, kids are going to be. Wasn't like, that sixteen? The sixteen seventeen season. No, that's when they got swept. They uh, they got within a game with after they traded Isaiah for Kyrie. No, it's unreal. And again, like I think back to that day where they lost that game seven, and it's like, oh, they have ten years to do this. Like, who cares? And I was just sitting there, like, I don't know. The like, yeah. they open. Just yeah, you never know when it's going to close. And, of course, the next year, that core in particular had the window slammed shut on it. This all just – this four-year run that they're on right now to end up at this point, and everything we talk about is valid, but just the flush of talent, how far everything dwindled in the worst pieces, the drafting to go back to Ainge. <laughs> like, it's all just crumbled in a way that's hard, hard to not look at and say, like, all right, how much longer is, like, this whole thing going to last? Bobby, here's the, but, Bobby, here's the thing, though, that I keep coming back to. Even with the reality that this team on paper is, is better in many respects, those teams were still enjoyable I to know. watch. This one's not. And it feels like they haven't been enjoyable. 
I mean, think about this. How many teams get their ass kicked to end the season in the playoffs and get a standing ovation? That does not happen anywhere but Boston. And it only happens that season when you was have so much fun. Who play a certain style that your fan base embraces. And that, that style is hard work, blue collar, get your fingernails dirty, get your dive for damn loose balls, play hard every game. I don't care if you win or lose, play hard. And we don't see that every night. We don't see that most nights. And back-to-back yeah. years, it looked like they had a great defense right. on paper relating to that. I got fooled twice, two straight years. I thought this could be the number one defense in the league, and they're sitting at the bottom. They were 29. I don't know why you thought that last year. I don't get that I don't that know why you all. thought that either. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> they are 20. Bobby always says now, that, and Bobby. I'm like, really? Just, just walk away from the green Kool-Aid, all right? Just don't, don't, do not drink that shit. It's not. Just look at the individual players that they have in the lineup, the size that they have in the lineup, the last two years and it's like all right they're gonna have a ton of flexibility here and they're gonna be able to defend every position and it's just the effort like you talk about the execution the focus yeah, defense is effort there. that's it they are they're as bad as any defense in the league right now it's unreal i don't know i mean i don't think the defense like i said is it's it's not great um and they're i think the bigger issue is their offensive their execution. offense their offense, their offense, it's you have the defense ranks problems, lower than the offense, but you have two huge problems on offense. You have execution issues because, you, like you know, Sherrod said, you don't have that point guard, right? And you you don't have you don't have guys who are consistently putting you know pressuring the defense by getting into the lane. I mean, Brown does it, you know, every other game or every third game it seems like, and you just not enough shooters, man. I mean, throw this game out the window, even without tonight, it's not a good shooting team. Offensively, this team is insanely limited, you know, especially if they're going to resort and, 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 and rely on jumpers uh, and not be, they, they, this is their identity the last few years. Jump shooting team that's not particularly good at shooting. That's a sh- that's a terrible way to ha- run your offense. But that's what they are, right? What else do they do? Hate to hate to keep dropping the bad news too, but the East is so good this year. So, yeah, hold on. Before we get into that, I want everyone to get to get calm. Just for thank a you, John. We need, I need I need this right now because I'm I'm getting, I'm getting triggered. Just the more we talk about them, just like I'm you getting know. a little triggered. So again. And I need this bad, and Bobby's Bobby's banged up too, so we could all use it. But this is calm. It's a number. Bobby's saying crazy things tonight. I think he's like delirious. But um, number one app for sleep and meditation is Calm, and Calm is one of our sponsors over here at the Garden Report. So we want very much for you to support our sponsor. It's a LeBron James uh, supported uh, app here, and as we said. Uh, it is number one sleep and meditation app right now that you can get. Uh, go get some. Com.com slash garden, 40% off. Uh, we all have a free trial. We've all kind of started uh, started kind of testing it out. Uh, it's getting good sleep. Find a time to rest. Uh, body and mind. You've got sound of rain falling on leaves sleep stories, whatever it is. Uh, there's a ton of stuff and everybody I know who's used it honestly is like, I I get to sleep in like two minutes. So anybody out there who has a tough time relaxing after a friggin' stressful Celtics game, because you're jacked up to here, you know, and everybody's at an 11 and we make it texting 50 people about the texting everybody. And then you come on here and then we're yelling and you're freaking out and you can't bring yourself down. Go get some calm. Get some of this. It's going to chill you out. Let you get to sleep. Cause we all leave here jacked up, you know? Uh, And so 
go get some com.com slash garden 40% off. It's a really big discount for the premium subscription. So please go check it out. It is. Um, it is. It's so, Cause I've, I've used calm for a while now and I did not get the damn 40% discount. Damn it. Yeah. Um, so I've been on that vicariously through me and get the damn 40% discount. Cause I wish I could, uh, but yeah. I can't. Um, yeah. It works, man. It, Everyone's it saying just take works. a gummy. I'm not saying you can't. No, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Can I hear a gummy reference? No. Uh, anyway, uh, but look, this is not what this is about. That's not what this is about. This is the real deal. Um, no so go go check it out. Um, Bobby, you were saying about the East. This is the problem is like uh, we keep talking about it. Like everyone, we get stuck in this little Celtics echo chamber. Tatum and Brown, Tatum and Brown. They're young. They're talented. They're talented. They're talented. There's talent everywhere right now. There's more players coming up. And you're like, where's it? They're five and one. That guy's good. That guy's good. Ooh, they've got some good players. Wow, that guy's playing really well. Miles Bridges, huh? He's whoa. Like, it, there's good players. You know, like Toronto. Woo! <laughs> they, they got cooked by a guy who averaged eight points a game in college a year earlier. Barnes. You know that that night. Hey, hey, Scotty's not bad. All right, they're not the no, only he's awesome. top three rookie of the year candidate. Easy. It's yeah. awesome. But make it sound like he's a bum. No, but I mean, this guy's scoring ten points a game in college yeah, but, last year. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Celtics are making Scotty Barnes look like Scotty Pippen out there, and that yeah. shouldn't happen. You he's see that the other night? That's damn good, though. You he's see the three that. dribbles, gets oh. a rebound, three dribbles and dunks. Oh my god, Yo, he's pretty I'm good. So happy. Hello. I thought the Raptors were going to be bad this year. I'm so happy. You and them. Annie are thrilled with Scotty Barnes right now. They're so fun to watch. They yeah. switch everything. They like those early Bucks teams. I know people are using the G word around around Scotty right now. I think we should hold the horses with that. But yeah. uh, they are a joy to watch, like those early Giannis teams in Milwaukee. And he's kind of in playing in that role with the pace and uh, length along the perimeter and defending the best players. They are they're awesome. And we saw what they did to Boston. We did. But uh, it is, yeah, but that, that's there's the thing. 12 good teams in the East right now. Yeah. And I'll keep Boston in there. I will. It's still early. Everything we're pissed off about now, we might not be pissed off about in a couple of weeks. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's like like, that's the thing is like when it's happening now, it's not like it's going to be like this forever. At this moment, Jason Tatum is playing like ass. At this moment, they're not giving enough effort as a team. At this moment, they're not playing Emay's defense. At this moment, they are not they haven't listened to him about the whole ref situation at this moment. The offense has no identity at this moment. They're really struggling with the no point guard position. The, this is a point all, of, all of these are facts. <laughs> now they, they are right now. All of these things are happening now. It doesn't mean they're going to happen forever, but it now there's red flags everywhere. And you're hoping some of these things, you know, get taken down at some point or another. It's, it's just, you know, Inconsistent effort, problems in different places. You wish you didn't see them. Is I think what it I is. might need a couple shots to amplify my calm. Yeah, later on. Hey, Saturday night's ride. Just to speed okay. that process up. This is Here's not how I, will, I plan to spend my weekend before my birthday. I could. I, I just. I was so convinced that they were going to win this game. So convinced. What and day is your birthday, Sharad? Monday. Too. I got a November birthday. I, I always forget we're November people. I know a lot of. Uh, yeah. October, borderline November ones. I was yeah. so convinced they were going to win this game, though. Damn. Me too. How they could you not? They should have. Washington did time up six. Washington yeah. didn't try to win. I thought Brown's going to take over. Washington was throwing the ball everywhere. The most concerning thing about this, too, is for a group that kind of has some, like, 
I don't know whether it's toughness or confidence or just fortitude concerns around it. You kind of need to pick up some of these wins in close tight games to feel good about yourself and carry something forward. Cause especially last year, I felt there were times where there were legitimate excuses and they lost some tough ones and it felt like they kind of just let that pile on them and it just carried and they go on these losing streaks and like they feel that the situation's worse than it is. Cause if you do look at tonight, smart and Rob out, the execution, the competitiveness, all that stuff was there yeah. for much of the You're game. You're down two starters. You didn't make, you made two out of 26 threes and you hung with a, five, you know, now five and one team on the road, you know, then you lose in the fashion you did, and it's just like, all right, you're getting peppered with these questions about what's wrong, and you're doubting yourself, and you're looking at the system, and you like everything just starts spiraling for these guys. I feel but like when these things happen, I hate taking that whole like intangible, and they need that guy who blah blah blah, and that you know, but like. I, you know, that you feel like if you had like that Jimmy Butler type, you know, uh, of, of personality on the team, you, you win more of these types of games than you lose them. You know, like these games that you should get, or you could get there, they're within your grasp just doesn't feel like anyone's taking it. It feels like if it happens, great, but it didn't. So whatever, you know, it's just not enough players making big plays and big moments. And again, you had that the last game when Marcus smart, you know, makes a steal and this and that. And so certainly they're not without them, but Again, it's just it goes back to the whole captain thing, and I hate to make too much out of something that it should be insignificant, but it really does blow my mind that you don't have anybody who wants to say, yeah, I'll take the burden of responsibility to be that guy who gets in people's face and makes sure that we friggin' are on point when we need to and somebody who keeps the players in check. You know who I was thinking about you know, yesterday because I saw a clip It bums me out that, no, that there isn't that guy. That's all. Goodman, yeah, talked, pretty- Goodman talked about this a lot we last talked, year. Talked, who are you thinking of? And I, I kind of shied away from this thing because, I, again, I don't think that's super important. I think the talent on the floor is what matters. But a guy like P.J. Tucker, like that kind of guy just being there in Milwaukee and that sort yeah. of thing you talk about in terms of that guy in the room and what he did to change a team's mindset, you wonder what that could have done here and just him being here. And, you know, Horford, you like to think Horford's a good veteran guy, but there's a different kind of fire to a guy like Butler pj tucker one of those guys who's just like all right let's just do this you know like i'm gonna go out and guard durant i don't care if he hits 50 percent of his shots against me i don't care if he scores 50 i'm gonna go out and give him hell and you know we're gonna feel good about it even if we lose by two the like, thing about those a- type of players is that they are irrationally confident in their ability to the point where they're they believe that they can do things that when you look at when you look at the the specs they shouldn't be able to do like PJ Tucker has no business being able to adequately guard Kevin Durant. And yet you will never, ever, ever see a moment where he's on the floor with Kevin Durant, where he doesn't believe in his heart of hearts that he can. That was so awesome. Did you see that clip? To to, to the point where he would get in his face, talk smack, look at his mama. She got something to say, say, I love (laughs) you. And she says, I love you too. He's that irrationally confident in his ability to do that kind of stuff. Same thing with Jimmy Butler. I mean, remember, Jimmy Butler was the last player taken in the first That's round. A guy that the Celtics it. passed over for, I believe it was Juwan Johnson? Yeah. That year? That's right. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. That's the Jimmy right. Butler year. Yeah, the yeah. Jimmy Butler year. So, and that's another guy that again is irrationally confident in now. everything he can do on the floor. And to the point where he will embarrass you like he did the Timberwolves where he showed up that one day and basically kicked all of their asses and said, this is what you're missing out on. I'm out. 
Yeah. yeah. They don't have anyone who has that level of irrational confidence because Tatum already knows he's really good. Jalen Brown knows he's already really good. Who's the one guy on the team who probably thinks they're significantly better than they really are? Is that really a question? Don't There's say one Marcus guy. Smart. It's obviously There's Marcus. Mar- I mean, what are we talking about? Don't you're literally, Marcus smart you're literally Marcus describing smart Marcus Smart. <laughs> Marcus Smart has a clear elite level skill in this league. He can if defend. you ask the guy what his three-point percentage is, he'd probably tell you it's Good 55. Point, yeah. One year it was like 36. That's probably what he'll say. One year it was he won't say that. He'll just say what I would say if I were him. But those other guys, but, but again, Jimmy Butler, he's not a great shooter. He's not a lockdown defender. He's not any particular great thing other than he's an incredible competitor. Same thing with PJ Tucker, incredible competitor. The Celtics need someone who has that edge about them. That, again, that just, yeah. I don't think it's Marcus, but I, I can but understand look, why. They played hard. They yeah. have Marcus. Schroeder's got a chip on his shoulder. Something's out of sync right now. So it's hard to figure out what. It could yeah, be a chain reaction think, of a bunch of things. They can't the, seem to figure out what. But they can't <laughs> figure out what. Right the, they don't the, know. The personnel that these guys have, it should be enough. It should be. They have guys that are. Are we sure? They're not tremendous defenders, but it's like what Sherrod said. Guys like Schroeder, guys like Richardson. They have guys the defense from game one during the preseason. Got into people's faces. We didn't see that at all last year. You they know, so they have more. guys that can do that. They just they're just yeah. not showing it, or they haven't they haven't uh, hit that Someone switch yet. It's it's Someone second nature to, to, to approach a game that way. What happened? Someone has to be the den mom, the one that that makes sure everyone has got got their snacks. Yeah, like I I prefer I, I would I'd say that. I'd go with that. I, I wouldn't say that these guys need a, a Patrick Beverly or a PJ Tucker or no. Well, I think these no. guys they, they have personnel to to do that. Well, I, I mentioned him because you know raw raw guys that are gonna always be like that every single night. I don't know if that's the the fix for this team to be successful or make a deep playoff. No, it might hit a brick wall, and it might just yeah. Right. He might end up with that Butler practice <laughs> in Minnesota. Um, there's no perfect solution to this. There's the roster. There's the makeup. There's there's all kinds of things floating around here, but it's just the grind. You just, you just wonder just how they're gonna stuff. respond. You just wonder how they're gonna respond to it if it keeps sliding. And that that feedback thing I talk about because they look good in early in the preseason. They did some things. They established some things. And then guys moving out of the lineup, COVID. Those things just sort of seem to get on top of them again. They lose two few tough games to start this year and. All of a sudden, it's all piling yeah. up again, and they can't dig themselves out of it. You know, they, we yeah. would have felt pretty good if they won this game. You know me, with all the words. Yeah, you know, yes and no. Tatum was still caught an earful, but yes, yeah, so it would have been a gritty game considering it all. It changes of the, the outlook. It, yeah, it, it, gritty, gritty win considering everything went as bad as it could, which is down two starters, not making any threes on the road, all of that stuff for sure. But um, it's uh, you know, I you know me, I I refuse to accept excuses this team has a lot of them so that's the benefit of the doubt is going to rest in the fact that all of that stuff happened the the you know the new this the covid that injuries you know he's still not playing a complete lineup as they're trying to find an identity and figure out their right rotations and every single night they got to reinvent themselves on the fly because they're missing one and two guys it's not a great way to start the season for them and not at all um so yeah, you'd feel better three and three or four and two. They're two and four, so we're going to freak out a little bit more. Um, you know, for me, I just want the simplest thing I want. The only thing is what, what can you count on with this team? You've got two excellent players. I want to see them play as close to their highest level every single night. That's the 
it starts there with me. Everything else trickles down from that. Everything else is gravy. It's a bonus if you can do it. But we didn't I, have big expectations I, you know, for this team. I want to see Tatum and Brown on a nightly basis playing smart basketball, playing to their best. You're going to have off shooting nights, but like Tatum played low IQ basketball tonight. I mean, just very poor basketball. Uh, He's better know, than what we saw tonight. He's much, so much better than that. He's just yeah. got to play at a higher level. Like that's not the shooting that you get down. It's like, what are you doing at times? Just, they just, you know, just not reading the game. Like you say, playing like a low IQ basketball player. Um, and then just getting frustrated about it and whining and then just continuing to do the same things. He's got to play better than that. And then Jalen can't just not show up. You get those two things. It fixes a lot. You know, they're still going to have some of those other problems. But those two guys have, that's the only thing you, you can count on is those two guys. That's why they catch as much heat as they do. Cause they have to be good. You know, the, the rest right. is hard. What are you counting on Richardson to have big nights, you know, and this and that, all of that stuff is nice when it comes, it's gotta be those two guys first. No, that's gravy. When those guys are have it going, you, that's just gravy on top of, of what should be the main course, which is Tatum and Brown balancing each other out. And, uh, you know, I, I think yeah. we, we tend to talk about Jalen disappearing. But, again, Jalen's demeanor is not give me the damn ball. I'm going to own this. You need someone every now and then to just say, Jalen, I need you to just absolutely torch that MF right there because you're better than him. Yeah. I'm going to get you the ball and do that. I think yeah. back to, and again, it's not it's being able to obviously. fight your way to the ball on the possession where it's supposed to go to you is not, you got to find a way to get free. That's unreal that you can't get free to get the ball. I Well, I, again, John, I think his demeanor at times is such that he's just, look, you know, I got it going. Just give me the ball. You need, I still think this team needs someone who can Bring everything together. I think back to when I was in Detroit and Chauncey Billups was that guy. I mean, Chauncey Billups, there would be games where Chauncey would look at Rip Hamilton and say, Rip, he can't guard you. Here, take his ass. And just and they would just literally ISO for him. I want to see that. Now, we talk about the Celtics and how they tend to go a little too much ISO. It's one thing if you go ISO because that's just what you want to do. It's another thing when your team is gassing you to go ISO. Because then all of a sudden it gets back to what Eme talks about that whole accountability thing. Because now if my teammates think I can beat this guy off the dribble, I am even more, there's even more incentive for me to do just that. They need someone to just put them in positions where they can be what they're capable of being. And that's not happening enough. Right. Yeah. Totally and I agree. Need that, I, need to, I need to get that fire up the call map or two shots. One yeah. of them has to happen relatively soon because I'm, I'm gonna, feeling triggered. I want to do both. I want to get to yeah. bed quick. I'm going to have three fingers of whiskey at least. Uh, <laughs> Dude, maybe four, it's that kind of night. Four. Jeez. I, gotta I turn see on my two good friend guys. Jack. I see my, my captain. And I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will be. I will be. <laughs> like, I'm good. Yep. We're good. So that's going to happen. Um, but thank you guys. Jimmy's, Jimmy's having a good night. Yeah, Jimmy's out there doing his thing. You know, <laughs> Jimmy hasn't even thought about this. What Celtics kind of whiskey? Tonight. I've got some nice Japanese whiskey right now. Uh, a couple <laughs> decent bottles. I have a very good bottle of scotch that I just opened. That I'm coming to try to. some, John. I'm old school. I got JD. Old school. Oh, man. oh so I, because I like every single present I get because like most people think. They, nobody know like they're like i don't know sports or booze i guess that's all i get so like i just get <laughs> you know, i just get bottles and stuff you know and that's it uh you know what are they gonna buy me like a sports book 
you know it's the so jimmy it's john like... podcast sports and booze <laughs> So it's just here's a bottle of whiskey, here's a bottle of whiskey, here's a bottle of whiskey. My 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 wife's brother is great. He gets me something delicious every Christmas. Really top shelf. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> really good stuff. Uh, yeah, I've got some good. I've got some good stuff to pick from. Anyway, see, those uh, little ones that you dust off on a night like today, right? When you're drinking ones. alone, that it's, that it's, stuff goes. That stuff goes a long way. Yeah, <laughs> it goes quickly. I find that's just me. <laughs> if I have people over, I'm like uh, the pores are like this. You know, I prefer. There's a little. There's a little taste. I you want to taste water there. myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I have an 18 McAllen, not a 25, Dave. Um, the 25s expensive yeah that's that's some that's some shit right there um anyway water water and tea over here tonight i know it's one of those i'm still battling it too but i'm not as bad as you are uh bobby so um anyway thanks again guys uh reminder to everybody if you want follow us on twitter um uh you know i'll I'll, uh let me remove the uh so you can see everybody hit us up hit us up oh you're not joe sway bobby Ah, hey, follow that guy right there. You're not that guy. Joe follow, Sway takeover, man. Follow Joe Sway twice then because Bobby didn't change his name. <laughs> um, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, follow Joe Sway. Everybody follow Joe Sway. Um, follow us at Celtics CLNS, um, if you would. Um, and that's how you get notified when we're going to go live and do different things as well. Uh, and also you're going to get uh, access to you know all of our cool podcasts if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, so you can see the video or you can go subscribe on iTunes or wherever you have it. Aishrod Blakely with the A-List. Joe Sway Pavone with uh, – well, Joe Sway Pavone's on a ton of them. It's Causeway Street and also he co-hosts the Cedric Maxwell podcast. Uh, Bobby Manning with Dome Theory and, of course, here on The Garden Report. Um, so make sure you subscribe to all of those. A uh, ton of stuff, obviously, coming next week. We're back on Monday. Uh, with I'm sure at least a couple of you guys are going to be at The Garden for the Bulls. I'll be there. Yeah. That's Is the it plan. Monday? Yeah. yeah. Monday, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, yes. Uh, and that's it. That's all we got. We will talk to you guys. It might be a tough on... game, guys. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how this team responds <laughs> next time. They might be home underdogs. Yeah, for real. Yeah, they might be. Um, We will call it a night. Thanks a lot, everybody, for hanging out.